0: Welcome to Thoughts with Farley Podcast. Oh yeah. Okay, here we are. Welcome to Thoughts with Farley. I will be talking about dyslexia today. Something that I know a lot about because I'm dyslexic and... This is a subject that is very dear to me, and I've gone through so many emotions with this learning disability. Sometimes you have shame, acceptance. It's, it's a full merry-go-round of all types of feelings. For me, I've learned how to just be in acceptance and, uh, and to just uh, do the work I need to do so I can get be successful or get through my life or, and to um, not beat myself up too much i'm getting better at that i'm working on that that's my 2021 goal You gotta have goals in life let's get down into the history of dyslexia dyslexia was discovered on november 7th 1896 the condition was described as dyslexia from the greek meaning difficulty with words. So the first case of developmental dyslexia was reported by Pringle Morgan in the British Medical Journal on, you guessed it, November 7th, 1896. Also at that time they were using this word called word blindness to describe what they were seeing people Having difficulties with reading, and they didn't know. They're like, "Hmm, what's going on?" I mean, they they do other things really great, and they're great at farming, and they're great at doing this and that. But when you put words in front of them, they seem to really struggle. I I think there was dyslexia before that. I mean, I think you know, I'm sure there's some like cavemen. That's probably why we can't understand anything that the cavemen wrote, because. They were writing in their own dyslexic language. That's why they drew pictures. They're like, screw letters. I'm just going to draw a big picture of a, a bear eating another bear. I mean, that's the first forms of graffiti, you know? I mean, it started way back then. I mean, Banksy, you know, they were Banksy's before there were Banksy's. So, when does someone discover that they have dyslexia? Well, I learned that usually around five or six is when the child will start to show symptoms of dyslexia. It's usually around kindergarten. You know, you start seeing reading difficulties. I, for me, I knew there was something wrong with me because I had a lot of problems tying my shoe. And I had to stay at the school to learn how to tie my shoe. So I had a lot of Velcro a lot of Velcro in my life until I learned how to tie my shoe. And I, I remember when I learned how to tie my shoe, when I had that moment where the, that tactile thing happened. It was, I remember I jumped up. It was like if I won the lottery or if I won a game of blackjack or if uh, somehow dunked a basketball. It was a moment of uh, pure happiness. And I got to get rid of the, the Velcro. What is the root cause of dyslexia? Well, dyslexia is passed through the family. The genes, you get to inherit it. You know how you inherit certain things in your life, like your mom's hair or your dad's eyes. or It's something that can be passed down. It's like, you know, maybe your mom gives you dyslexia, maybe your dad gives you dyslexia. You know, you have to just give them a reading test and find out which one did. Maybe they both did. Um, But there's another thing that can cause dyslexia during development and you're in your mom's stomach and you're you know you're you're working on making that those days of coming out to this earth and being a beautiful being there can be some problems in the brain development and that's what can cause dyslexia so that means your mom or your dad is not dyslexic but because you had difficulties being born That can give you dyslexia. I think for me, that's where I got my dyslexia um, because I did have many, many birth problems. So I think that's where uh, I got this condition, this thing you have to live with your whole life. It's been a word I've been afraid to to say because I feel like Well, I've experienced a lot of people don't have the right information or... They're not educated, and they have they have these ideas about you, or these uh, uh they have these judgments. If you say it, it uh, you feel like then they put you in a corner, and you are not as relevant. Or they treat you like like you have a worse disability than what it is. So most people with dyslexia are average or above average intelligence, but. Often children who fail to read and spell don't think of themselves as bright. Yes, I've struggled that with that for many years. That is a very important sentence. So it's very important that the dyslexic student develops all their strengths. You, ha- you have to really work on their confidence and tell them that it's okay. And there's so much help There's so much, so many things you can do that you couldn't do when I was growing up. There's so much technology. There's so much teachers. Teachers have more tools to use than when I was growing up. So, but I think if you have a child with dyslexia or, you know, you're struggling with it, I think one of the best things you can do is, is just keep reading and writing. Writing is very important because I feel like if you're doing those two things, you are, it's, you are working that muscle. And I really think that actually writing like with the pencil or a pen, my memory is so much better when I when I do that. I feel like if I write it down, I don't forget it. That's a little thing that works for me, maybe it will work for you. For some kids, it can crush their confidence. And they can feel like they, why would anyone, anyone want to be their friend, and that they, they'll never be anything. And And, uh, you know, kids can be really cruel. I mean, the day of spelling bee was never, never my favorite day. That was the day I retreated to the bathroom and acted like I had explosive diarrhea. And I can't even spell diarrhea. There's another question I get asked, I've been asked, can dyslexia go away? Well, here's your answer. Dyslexia does not go away. You can't join Scientology, you can't pray, you can't put a chip in your head and it will go away. It doesn't go away, it's a part of who you are. And that's why you have to learn to love it. With kids with dyslexia, they definitely need a great reading teacher, a great, great parents at home that read to them and let them read out loud even if they're not very good and to encourage them. And the great thing about today is we have text-to-speech. More people listen to books, I think, than read them. So we're in a different era than when I was growing up. There's games kids can play, and Orton Gillingham is something I did when for many years. It helped me with putting words together, and that's another system that really does work. If you're listening to this and you Google that, it's really helped a lot of people with dyslexia and it helps adults as well. So Orton-Gillingham is a great system to help if you have reading and spelling issues. We're going to go and we're going to talk about the strengths of dyslexia. Dyslexic, they see the big picture. They can see more of what's going on. Finding the odd one out. So they can see where things are not, oh, let's move that over there. Improved patterns and recognition, good spatial knowledge. So they're good at art and putting things together. Like, think about they put together flyers or they put together books or painting. A lot of dyslexic, they think in pictures, and the pictures have a thousand words. And dyslexic, they have a sharper peripheral vision. Business and entrepreneurs that's uh dyslexics are you know i think that's probably most you know they they're good at running their own business and doing their own thing because being self-motivated and learning how to work there they know the way they work and they usually don't do well in a corporate place because you know they have their way of doing things and a lot of times corporations don't accept their learning styles that makes perfect sense dyslexics are not lacking creativity and books and writing and, and doing all these amazing things. The next discovery. I'm going to give you a list. These are people with dyslexia that have inspired me and people that I, I love their art. I love what they do. Total respect. So here we go. Billy Bob Thornton, Henry Winkler, Jay Leno, Jim Carrey, Keanu Reeves, River Phoenix, Vince Vaughn, Whoopi Goldberg, Bob Weir, Noel Gallagher, Steven Spielberg, Robert Rauschenberg, Agatha Christie, and the director Steve McQueen. And last but never least, Muhammad Ali. That's a man who doesn't give up. There's many more, but these are the ones that, and I'm sure I'm leaving some out, that have inspired me. Okay, here's this amazing English guy. He's going to tell you more about dyslexia. Enjoy.
1: Your brain is amazing, and nobody else has one quite like it. Although everybody's brain looks the same, they all work differently from each other. Just as we all have different color skin, hair, and eyes, we all have a brain that's individual to us, like a fingerprint. We have different personalities, tastes, strengths, and weaknesses. Our brains can even see and understand the world in different ways. One of those ways is called dyslexia, which affects how the brain handles information it sees and hears. Dyslexic people may find it difficult to match letters to sounds. And to remember how to spell words. They may even see letters moving around when they're reading. They might have trouble telling left from right. Remembering lots of instructions can be especially hard. They may need more thinking time to remember the right word. Chicken. No, wait. Duck. As well as memorising sequences. It may be difficult for them to hold a pencil and to write by hand. Even organising themselves can be difficult. But everyone with dyslexia is different. It can affect how people feel about themselves. When they struggle with a task that other people find easy, they may feel frustrated, angry, or sad. Some dyslexic people try to hide their difficulties because they are worried about what others will think of them. However, thinking differently can be a really good thing. A person with dyslexia may be very good at seeing patterns and solving problems, Imagining and rotating objects in their heads. Telling stories and making people laugh. Taking things apart, understanding how they work and figuring out how to put them together again. Inventing, drawing, painting and making things. Seeing the bigger picture. Dyslexic people can do a lot of things They just might do them in a different way to how others would. And many of them have even become famous for it. There have been many famous dyslexic inventors, writers, scientists, business people, astronomers, paleontologists, actors, cooks, singers, artists, architects, and so on. Dyslexic people have changed the world see dyslexia differently
0: thank you for listening to thoughts with farley and uh talking about dyslexia so i'm gonna ask you a favor if uh you like my podcast and you're enjoying this uh could you go to apple Podcasts and write me a review Uh, that would really help also if you have any questions if you have any you want to reach out and ask me a question about dyslexia or any other subjects, I would gladly write you back so you can email me at farleypodcast at gmail.com also instagram Farley Podcast. you can DM me and please become a friend of me on uh, Instagram so yeah this is uh, I'm excited about I got through this, and I'm excited that um, I'm talking about this. And uh, for me, I feel like I'm taking off a big, heavy blanket and freeing myself. Don't be afraid to be who you really are. I hate to sound like bumper stickers, but sometimes bumper stickers are great. Keep listening. Thank you for listening. I will see you in the future. Be good to yourself and be good to others.